0: get ready for an epic experience that you won't forget the be your best self conference august 22nd at the grand event center in grandview heights you'll rub elbows with some seriously cool folks in the business world and soak up all sorts of wisdom about being a bold leader rolling with punches and smashing through any obstacles that may come your way it's not just about setting through speeches it's about making connections and diving deep into learning that'll stick with you for ages we've got a killer lineup of speakers just for you first up we've got brian john the brains behind echo and athena who's going to drop some knowledge bombs about leading with love next we'll hear from shara hutchison the powerhouse ceo of exposure who's going to spill the beans on how to navigate change like a pro, whether it's in your personal life or at work. And then brace yourself for Stephen Carr, the mastermind behind belief force, who's going to show us how to kick those self-limiting beliefs to the curb and step into our full potential. But wait, there's more. We've got a lively panel discussion lined up where we'll tackle the ins and outs of working with different generations in the workplace, led by the amazing Dahlia Calgreen from United Residential Management. And to keep the momentum going all day long, we've got the one and only Lachandra Baker from LBB Edutainment as our hype woman. Oh, and don't even think about sneaking out early because we've got some seriously awesome prizes up for grabs at the end of the day. Trust me, you don't want to miss out. So mark your calendars, spread the word, and get ready for a day packed with inspiration and connections. ChamberPartnership.org backslash BYBS2024. This season of Business Inspires is brought to you by the Village of Marble Cliff. Small village, big thinking. Burgess and Naiple, a nationally recognized engineering and architecture firm. The flourishing city of Grandview Heights. Optimized Chiropractic, where every visit you leave moving, feeling, and healing better. And City of Upper Arlington, where superior services and citizens come first. Find out more about this season's sponsors in the show notes in each Business Inspires episode. This is Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. To run a successful business, you need resources, valuable connections, and community recognition. Business Inspires will provide you with the tools, resources, and examples to inspire you to create the business you're envisioning.
1: Good morning, Tri-Village. This is David Polakowski, President and CEO of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. This morning, I have with me Dr. Michael Fair from the Arlington Dental Group. I had practiced that before. We we were practicing. So, uh, good morning, Mike. How are you? Good
2: morning. I'm well. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: So, how long have you been in practice? And I know you just relocated. So, let's start from the beginning.
2: It's probably safe to say that my dental practice has been a dental practice since like the 70s. And so, the the practice itself just changes hands and gets new iterations as the as the dentists age out and the team ages out. Um, And so. We've basically been in business since the 70s. It's been my practice since 2009, Um, and then last about seven weeks ago, we moved to our new location, um, a whole 40 feet from where we started originally, and uh, and are just continuing to grow and uh, and kind of build it up from there. And
1: it's a great space. It's beautiful. We We did a ribbon cutting, and the pictures and everything turned out great. So where did you study undergrad and all your
2: wonderful, you know, those great details people love to know? So the, um, so I'm actually not super interesting. Um, I will share my, my undergraduate education does not help me build my practice or make friends, but I, I went to the University of Michigan. So after graduating from Upper Arlington High School um, and swearing that I would never come back to Upper Arlington, I uh, went to Michigan, never came home. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get into Ohio State's College of Dentistry. Um, and then after that, I had a five-year uh, stint in the United States Army Dental Corps uh, as a 63-alpha cavity killer. Um, which is really funny for any military people that are out there. Every military job has an alphanumeric designation. Dentists don't really get one, but I made one up because I thought it was funny. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it, it did not catch on. Um, but no, and then after five years in the military, uh, my wife and I kind of rolled out the map and were looking for places to move. We had an opportunity in Upper Arlington um, and in Columbus, and I talked her into trying it out. And so we moved back here. After a year, roots were down. Uh, we purchased the practice a, a year or two after we got here, and then the rest is history. Um, and we're just excited to be here. The, the average amount of time a dentist is in one location is 27 years. And so once once you're here, you're kind of here to stay. That is
1: some great statistics. I never knew that. So, And thank you for your service, because this is, of course, Veterans Day was this uh, last week.
2: and we did a great program on that so but thank you for your service that's you know it was uh, I, I was honored to serve soldiers and their families and uh, and really as a as an auxiliary like as a dentist i'm taking care of the people that are doing the heavy lifting and so it's it's really about serving them more than anything else and it was a terrific opportunity for my wife and i as well like we we loved being in yeah so what part of the world were you, you in um, well, so I am proof that God protects idiots and small children. And so, as a as a first year dental graduate, most dentists get assigned to what they call lead lines. It's it's places where there's a bunch of eighteen to twenty two year olds that have never seen a dentist, and you do as much dentistry as you possibly can. I got sent to Europe, and so I lived in Germany for almost five years. And so my my wife was a civilian contractor, so she's a dentist as well, Doctor Hetalvedia. She worked in the same clinic that I did, um, and we were able to treat soldiers and then also their family members as well. So we had a much broader experience than a lot of military dentists get. And, And we got to live in Germany and travel around it, which was a terrific place to start a marriage. That's exciting. In what part of Germany? Uh, we were outside of Frankfurt for a couple of years in a, in a town called Hanau. And what's happening in the military is that footprint in Europe was shrinking at, at the time that we were there. And so Hanau shut down and we moved down to Mannheim and then I shut a couple of bases down there. and like they, you have to roll up the clinics and, and close it down. And so we lived in Mannheim for a couple of years after that. And then after that, I got to uh, become a civilian, move back to Columbus and go from there. I mean, you can tell I grew my hair out and everything. Yeah. Uh, for those that can't see me, I have no hair. I wish I did. You have some, you know, this is, you know, I get it. It's It's like a memory. Yeah. It's like phantom pain. Every once in a while, I go to brush it. It's gone. (laughs) You either
1: embrace it or, you know, you dwell on it. So embracing is the best way. So why dentistry? What drove you to get into that sector
2: dentistry is interesting because the the profession is changing so the the stigma with dentistry one is i mean it's dentistry and so it's not a natural process it's not fun for anybody nobody's excited to see their dentist Mm -hmm. Um, and the the nature of the profession the way people practice is changing Um, i got into it really because I'm a second generation dentist. It's kind of a cult profession. My father was a dentist um, and I swore I would never be a dentist. And first chance I got, I went to dental school. (laughs) uh, But what I have found is um, I tried working um, in a couple of different offices. I looked at business. I looked at a bunch of different avenues and realized that dentistry just afforded me a chance. You really get to help people. Um, You're working with your hands. The um, and it's um, it's just rewarding. You know when you're done. You know when you've been able to help somebody. Your diagnosis is is straightforward, and there's a there's a real tangible need in a way to help people, and so that worked out great for me. Limited paperwork. Not good at paperwork. Not a strength.
1: That's what you have so, staff for,
2: right? Uh, it, I would love to say you can delegate that, but you still want to get your own <laughs> notes. <in. laughs> well, and the neat thing about dentistry is is in addition to being a healthcare provider, uh, where my focus is taking care of people, I also am a business owner, and so. Most of my time is spent working in the business as a dentist, taking care of people. And then I also have to allocate time and spend time on my business as an entrepreneur and as a and as a business owner, taking care of my team and creating the future there as well. So I like being able to wear those multiple hats. Um, I couldn't, I, there was no way I would say that I knew that when I was 18, 19, 22. This is just sort of, I forced Gumped my way into it and got lucky and ended up in this profession. So... Dentistry, other services that you
1: provide?
2: So our office, we are a complete health dental office. And so that's... um, that's a new concept in dentistry. And so the idea, and I really believe we're gonna see this shift, not just in dentistry, but in medicine as well, is that the human body is a closed system. And if you're unhealthy in one part, you're unhealthy in all the parts. And so there isn't anything that runs independent. And there's a lot of data that supports that. And so what we the the context that we set is, when we talk to our patients, there's a couple of things that we're looking at. One, we're concerned about their, their dental care and what needs to be there in order for their mouth to be healthy. We help educate our patients on how that relates to to the rest of their body. It can affect their cardiovascular health. Um, Low-grade inflammation can affect people. There's there's just a whole host of things that are connected there. In our practice, we don't just screen for dental disease. We also screen for sleep breathing disorders. Um, we look at headaches. We look at... Uh, Parafunction, temporomandibular dysfunction. And then the biggest thing is just having, because we're dentists, we get to talk to our patients a lot more than other healthcare providers do. And so it gives us the opportunity to dig in, really talk about their healthcare problems, and then get them to engage providers um, that can help solve the problems that we can't solve for them. Um, we're at the point now where our practice uh, will get can take give direct referrals to ENTs, gastroenterologists, cardiologists, um, endocrinologists. They're, they're willing to work with us because we are able to talk to our patients and really understand what what their needs are and how we can help them.
1: So the greatest risk for a person,
2: if you're not taking care
1: of your dental needs, would be what?
2: I, You know, I'm going to say gum disease, so periodontal disease, which is chronic inflammation in the mouth. Um, I guess the best way would be just to kind of paint a picture for everybody. If you took your gum tissue it's that's all wrapped around your teeth and you unfolded it, it's about the size of your palm. And so when you have uh, active periodontal disease, uh, you have an open sore on your body that's the size of your palm. So if you look down on your thigh and you had a, a surface area that big that was weeping blood on a regular basis, that would probably freak you out and you'd wanna go talk to a provider about it and see if you can get that resolved. It goes undiagnosed in the mouth and, and because it's not uncomfortable and you can't see it. And so by the time you can tell something is wrong, You've already lost massive amounts of bone. You're probably going to lose teeth. You've probably lost friends because you can see your breath, and it would be disgusting. Um, and, it's, and it also affects your systemic health. So they have, there is tons of evidence out there um, that there is a correlation between periodontal disease and heart disease, um, and that there is a causal factor. If you have uncontrolled periodontal disease, um, that can be something that initiates a cardiac event. And so if you, if you had like, that's something that can start that clotting cascade that leads to a clot. It can also kick off a, a myocardial infarction. It can cause a lot of issues. And so there's, that's a causal issue there. Um, we do know that uncontrolled periodontal disease leads to uh, low-term uh, birth weight babies. Nobody knows why, we just know that if the gum disease is there, then the babies are born little. So that's the kind of thing that, that we want our patients to understand, that that whole body matters. And that, you know, you gotta think about it like a car. If you were given a car at 16 and told this is your one car for the rest of your life, you'd probably be really good about keeping it clean, not wrecking it, and, and making sure that you get the general maintenance in there. And if something went wrong with it, you would go get it fixed because you don't have any other choices. And that's what's happening with our bodies. And so we're trying to get people to think that way. And I truly believe that the pendulum is gonna swing in medicine where we do a great job of fixing stuff that's broken. If you come to my office or any dental office with something in your hand or something that hurts, that dentist is gonna be able to help you. If you are in a car accident and you go to the emergency room, those doctors are gonna be able to help you. The idea is, can we get to that before you have the car accident? I'd much rather not drive into the wall. And so preventive care, looking at that whole person and treating them that way is, is really our focus and how we want to change the way healthcare is provided. And that's, that's we're starting in our practice. Uh, we're helping other dentists uh, learn to practice that way as well. And then again, I think my, my peers in medicine are already starting to think that way and we're gonna see them start working that way as well.
1: So, and, and that's a one question, you know, I had a knee replacement. So, and I know people with heart disease and Joint replacements have to take antibiotics prior to seeing your
2: dentist. So so that is very interesting because I just finished a three-hour class on antibiotic stewardship, which if you guys were awake before you were about to fall asleep, um, the, and the the long and short of it is is that all of those guidelines have changed. Um, And there is not a lot of consensus on it. Most providers do not know that those those guidelines have changed. And so for example, a 10-day course of antibiotics is what everybody expects to have. (laughs) Current recommendations from the CDC, from the infectious disease people, from everybody are three to five-day course. And the second your symptoms abate, you're to discontinue. So if after a day and a half, you don't have your symptoms any longer, you stop taking that antibiotic. And the concern is that we're running out of antibiotics. We're creating superbugs. So the data on uh, antibiotic prophylaxis with joint replacement uh, really demonstrates that there are some people where it's absolutely indicated. Right now, it's a blanket. Everybody should be doing it. And that's really not the case. And so, I, I would encourage anybody that hears this: if you do have a, if you if you're part bionic man, part bionic woman, talk to your surgeon, um, ask those questions, and see if you can get released from having to do that. Um, a lot of these joints are perfectly fine, and it doesn't make sense to take antibiotics, disrupt your gut biome, and potentially create a super bug for to solve a problem that may or may not exist. Yeah, because my dentist tells me an hour before it mm-hmm. so and that's that's been standard of care um and that is and that is no longer standard of care both the um like the orthopedic association the american heart association the american dental association have all they all have position pieces now that are saying that that's no longer going to be required for every single patient now I, I have to qualify this again there are people there are times where it's absolutely indicated And you really wanna talk to your surgeon and get that figured out. But this is something that is currently changing. Um, There's actually the the good folks at Ohio State, uh, Dr. Debbie Goff uh, taught the class. She is a a pharmacologist with a PhD who specializes in antibiotic resistance. And this this is her drum that she's beating and really leading the charge. She's made a, she has the, I think it's the only study in existence like it where she is putting together training programs for dentists giving putting this information in front of them and then encouraging them to change their practicing techniques uh, how they use antibiotics in their practice and she's had a ton of success and so i'm i'm really just parroting everything that she just told me and it's it's terrific and it is a, it's a change it's something that's changing in dentistry it's going to change in orthopedic surgery as well that's interesting it's it's just important
1: to understand how just one part of your body connects to ed- Everything else, whether it's your mouth or...
2: Well, it comes back to that complete health conversation. The idea is is that an infection that's in your mouth can then travel and get to your prostatic joint. Um, but then the other conversation is an antibiotic that you take to manage an infection in your mouth may create a superbug that now you have a a resistant infection and there's nothing that you can do about it. We've overused these drugs and we need to back that off. Treating the root causes is more important than controlling symptoms. And a lot of times the antibiotics will control symptoms for people, particularly in dentistry. An antibiotic will not fix a problem that you have in in dentistry. You got to actually go in and get some care.
1: And that's, you know, important to understand. So what's your favorite service? that you like to do
2: so. So the best thing about dentistry um, is that we have relationships that span decades. Um, Every single day I get to talk to, to dozens of people that all have, they just have unique experiences, some kind of expertise. And I just get to, I get to learn from them and be around them. And that that's the best part of your day. The, uh, the thing that I love most about my profession is that it changes. So the, the stuff that I loved 10 years ago, Is stuff that yeah, I mean I'm I'm indifferent to now. Um, The uh, you get good at it, and so it kind of loses some of its luster. The cool thing about dentistry is that we're always learning and it's always changing. If if I'm practicing the same way in five years that I am right now, I'm probably doing something wrong. Um, And then the other thing is that every single thing is a challenge. We do the same thing over and over again, but every single person is unique. And so if you're treating everybody the same, again, you're probably treating some of them wrong. And so you get to solve a problem, look at the issue, and then find that that best case scenario, the best way to help that person in that moment. Um, and that's, that's what makes the day. And it's always challenging and it, it just keeps changing and getting better.
1: All right. I have to ask, what's your funniest story?
2: Usually there's not a lot of funny stuff that happens in dentistry. Like it's mostly people will share a story or something will happen. People will often overshare and, and you just kind of have to smile, nod and, and then move on to the next thing. Um, and that's, that's something that you want for a relationship there. This is this is secondhand, but one of my uh, one of my peers, somebody that I study from, does uh, gingival grafting, which is a, a, a complicated surgical procedure where you basically help somebody grow back gum tissue they wouldn't otherwise have. The patient, in order to help the gingival grafts heal, was letting their dog lick the surgical sites every single day because dog saliva and dog mouths were cleaner than the human mouth, and thought that that would help things along. Um, it did not. And that's, a, I would not recommend using dog saliva in an open surgical wound. Just just sort of throw that out there. Did it prevent the healing? Did it? The graph failed and they had to start over from scratch. Ooh, yeah. Okay. The only other funny thing that happens is I get pictures from patients on the weekend. If something happens and they're concerned, they'll take a picture of it. And to this day, I am amazed at. One, how good the pictures are, and two, like like how did you get your camera in your mouth? And three, do you know how dirty your phone is? Yes, like, it's like, <laughs> that definitely shouldn't be in your mouth. But the quality of pictures is outstanding. It's amazing. Like I get a lot of times goes from my phone. I'm like, oh yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> Technology today is great.
1: So, on the other side, then, what's your favorite success story? Your Favorite patient, not favorite patient, but the
2: one person that you feel just. So, so clinically, it's hard to have clinical discussions because there's, you want to maintain autonomy and you don't want to Mm -hmm. talk about patients, um, I think the thing that I'm probably most proud of is what we've built with our team and the opportunity that we've created for our team members. The um, dental practices historically are, they're kind of like mom-and-pop things. They're lifestyle businesses. And so it suits the the people that are working in the practice. It suits the doctor um, and everybody's kind of happy and it works out. The catch is, is that when that doctor gets ready to retire, a lot of times that team ends up being dissolved. Um, the patients, they, they lose all of their familiar faces and, the, and that doctor. And so you'll see significant turnover and there's not a lot of um, dentists are there for a long time, but there's not a lot of legacy in the practice. The other thing that I think is a failure in my profession is that it's, it's largely a side hustle for the team members. So most of the team members um, will have, they'll have other jobs or they'll have spouses and, uh, and then they've got that co-income, but it's not, um, it's not something that I would say is a career. And I don't think that's fair. And so, so one of the things that I'm really proud of is, is what we're building in Arlington Dental Group is I think the future of dentistry, the way dentistry will be practiced, which is you have to scale things up a bit. You get larger, um, you add doctors so that you have a team of doctors working together. And and I've been fortunate, my wife is a dentist, Dr. Vadia. We, you know, we can work through our partnership issues in the dental practice and, and know that you can't really get out of it. And so you're you're kind of stuck. So it's given us a really good, a lot of latitude to experiment and figure this out. But but I believe dentists will partner. You'll have a, a couple of doctors in that practice, and then with that scale, you can create an opportunity for team members to have a true career. Um, And so they can look at, uh, they can have a progression within the practice. They can have training, they can be challenged, and they can also be rewarded financially. Um, The get for patients on that then is when you have more doctors in one space, you have more eyes looking at a problem. I think the level of care goes up. And then the most important thing is you get a transition of legacy. If there's three or four doctors in a practice and they're all emotionally um, and professionally committed to that practice, when one retires out we already know who else is there. There's already trust built. And so those patients now have certainty that, hey, even if my doctor retires, I'm not gonna just, whoever walks through the door, now I gotta smile and nod. Like I already have a relationship and I already have a culture that's established. And so I really wanna create that opportunity for patients and for team members. And I think that's what we've worked towards. That's what our new space is allowing us. And that's probably what I'm most proud of right now. Well, thank you. So if someone wants to get a hold of you, phone, Uh, Arlington Dental Group. Uh, You can find us on the on the computer webs at uh, UADentalGroup.com. And then our phone number is uh, 614-451-7377. And we are always looking for people to take care of and we'd be happy to take care of you. So
1: one of my final questions. Why Tri-Village Chamber Partnership?
2: So originally, I was working with the with the city um, and with actually with Joe Henderson, who I think was a guest here not too long ago. And Joe told me that in order for me to have a relationship with the city, I would I got to partner with the Tri Village Partnership. And so I was I was guided in that direction. And since then, um, and it's been a short period of time. We've only been we've only been working with you guys for a couple of months. But my office manager, uh, my wife, and I have just. Loved it. I mean, we got to do the ribbon cutting ceremony. Uh, there's all kinds of opportunities. You gave me information on two people that I'm going to call after this for some some needs that I have to have fulfilled. Uh, it's just a it's a terrific partnership, um, and it was something that I didn't even know existed. As a as a healthcare provider, we tend to bury ourselves in in the care of our patients, and we ignore the business side and, and understanding what those opportunities are. And in the last three months, I've just been thrilled with. Uh, the partnership that we've got there and wh- and how we're growing and how we're helping each other I mean that's why I'm sitting here right now you're you're looking out for me and I, I love being a part of the the chamber I think this is a great way to help the community create that partnership and really everybody benefits I guess I owe Joe Henderson don't I yeah <laughs> now that it's now that
1: it's on the airs I owe Joe Henderson well Mike thank you so much um this has been great again dr Michael fair from Arlington dental group and um, look forward to uh,
2: more interaction with you, and everybody have a great day. Thank you. Any medical information uh, given in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Uh, No medical relationship is formed. If you have questions or concerns, you should seek out a professional.